O Lord our God in heaven, we thank you for the grace to sleep the, and, and the privilege to wake up. Thank you Lord for watching over us. Thank you for not allowing the enemy to, to steal our soul, our joy or that of our families while we slept or your angels washed over us. And for that, we are truly grateful. We ask for your wisdom this morning. We ask for your direction, the moving of the Holy Spirit. We ask that you lead us not into temptation, but that from all the evil you would deliver us. O Lord in heaven, be with your son today. Be with your daughter. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. It has been a blessing thus far as we have been journeying through the book of Daniel, looking at the theme, Those Who Dare. It's been a very great um, journey, right? As we, we looked at some interesting stories in the book of Daniel from Daniel chapter 1 to Daniel chapter 6. And then we have started looking at some prophetical themes from Daniel chapter 7 and we are about to enter Daniel chapter 9. When we look at the world and we look at the chaos and the evil, the coexistence of good and bad, it's easy for us to trace it to the first war in heaven where the Bible records that there was war in heaven when Michael, the the prince of God and his angels fought against the dragon Lucifer and the dragon Lucifer which we now know as the devil was defeated and cast down to the earth and ever since then there have been this struggle against the most high God where the devil has sought to establish his own power and system of governance in direct opposition to that of God and we see that manifesting in all of human lives as the devil conflicts and wrestles against the Holy Spirit in order to steal and lead souls to perdition the devil has used so many agencies so many people and he's still using so many forces in to, to oppose God's people he started out with the serpents he has used pharaohs he has used kings he has used so many people he even used judas against jesus christ and through the book of daniel we see that through the succession of different world empires starting from daniel chapter 2 then daniel 7 then daniel 8 the devil has tried to use so many different powers and forces and both political and religious to oppress and oppose God's people. And Daniel highlights in Daniel chapter 8 and also in Daniel chapter 7 of a little horn power that would do just that, but even in a very, you know, preposterous light, that when the little horn power comes into play, it will stand in direct opposition of God. The succession of the great world empires as identified by name in Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 5, Daniel 6, Daniel 7, and Daniel 8 ultimately paved the way for the rise 
and the dominance of a little horn power. And it's amazing because this little horn power seems to be encapsulated with a priestly robe because in the sanctuary was mentioned he tried to take away the daily he tried to stand in place of the messiah the priest he spoke blasphemous words against the most high he called for worship for itself and you know when we follow through all the charts that we've been looking at with the various kings and i'll do a little summary of that again we see that the little horn power grows out of the breakup of the imperial room right so daniel 2 we see the iron um, which see, see the iron legs which signify rome and then the iron mistreat clay which is the feet and we see that the iron is the roman empire which was supposed to be in power then before it goes to the iron mistreat clay as we see that in contrast to daniel chapter 7 talking about the the beast that cannot be described which had 10 horns we took over the grecian empire okay so we see that from the explanation that we've been given and if you don't understand this i encourage you to go back to listen to the previous podcast or look at the materials that we share in our tfi community it will help you to understand this better so the roman empire over through the Grecian Empire and from the Roman Empire this little horn power will come out after the Roman Empire disintegrates into 10 smaller units and historically it is obvious that it is only the papal Rome the papacy that grew out of the demise of the Imperial Rome and it grew into prominence and into dominance especially during the medieval era era which was also called the dark ages that is between the 6th to the 18th century ad now looking at our chart again in daniel chapter 2 follow the contrast once again in daniel chapter 2 the head of gold which we understand to be babylon in daniel chapter 7 was represented as a lion-like beast but in daniel chapter 8 it was not mentioned and then we know that kingdom to be babylon the chest and arm of silver which is a bear-like beast in daniel 7 in daniel chapter 8 it was represented as a ram with two horns and we know that to be Medes and pesha and medopesha and then the belly and thighs in daniel chapter 2 we understand that to be the the leopard like beast in daniel chapter 7 and in daniel 8 it was a he goat with one horn and we understand that to be the grecian empire and the legs of iron which is a terrible beast of the dragon in daniel chapter 8 was not mentioned per se but we know that already to be rome because rome took over greece and then the feet and toes of iron and clay in daniel 7 was the ten horns or the little horn and in daniel chapter 8 it was just called the little horn and we know that to be also the roman empire but this time the papal rome which came into world dominance after the roman empire and finally we know about the stone kingdom which in daniel 7 was called the kingdom of the saints and in daniel 8 it was told that this kingdom destroys a little horn power and we know that to be the kingdom of god and so we see that the little horn power you know came into world dominance 
and somehow it seems like it's easier to be felt until God himself comes to establish his own kingdom. So let's look at the rise of the priestly little on power. Around AD 476, the Imperial Roman Empire, and this is historical fact, the Imperial Roman Empire in 476 broke up into 10 kingdoms and by 5 AD 538, the rise of the papacy has suppressed and uprooted three kingdoms, just like the Bible says in Daniel 7, that a little horn power will come and uproot, you know, three of those ten horns, and the, the papacy came and removed three kingdoms as at 538 AD, and we know them to be the Herules, the Vandals, and the Ostro- Ostrogoths. The Herules, Vandals, and Ostrogoths are no longer in the face of the map because this this power has succeeded in uprooting them entirely because they dared to oppose its power, its proneness, its agenda, and its program. And this left us with seven main kingdoms, seven kingdoms that have survived till date as the dominant colonial masters of the world. Just like the Bible says that three will be uprooted and seven will be left with the little horn power coexisting with it. And these seven that are left, we know them to be England, France, Germany, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland, and Italy. And we see that these same seven kingdoms are the dominant colonial masters of the world. They still maintain some of their powers, but not as much as the ecclesiastical power and political power of the little horn. So let's look at the activity of the little horn, comparing Daniel 7 and Daniel 8 together. In Daniel 7, we, we see that the little horn came up among ten horns on the fourth beast. In Daniel 8, it also came out of the four wings of the heaven. Okay, and now we see that he waged war against the saints of the Most High and defeated them. And in Daniel 8, it was described, this was described that he threw some of the starry hosts down to the earth and he trampled upon them. In Daniel 7, it shows us that he has a mouth that speaks blasphemous and boastful words against the Most High. And in Daniel 8, that was described that he set himself up as a great, uh, to be as great as the prince of the host. In Daniel 7, it attempted to change times, set times and laws. And in Daniel 8, it was described that it took away the continual or the perpetual or the daily from the prince of hosts. In Daniel 7, it subdued three kings or three horns, which we already explained. And in Daniel chapter 8, he said that he brought low the place of the sanctuary of the prince of hosts. And he says that the saints were handed over to him for a time times and half a time, 1,260 years as we studied, and that he didn't just persecute the saints for 1,260 years. In Daniel 8, we're told that he prospered against the host of heaven for 2,300 years, and that 2,300 years was still a mystery to Daniel. But God kept on explaining from Daniel 9 even to Daniel chapter 8. The primary target when we study the Bible, the primary target of the attack of the little horn power in Daniel chapter 8 is the prince of hosts and his sanctuary and his sanctuary. The little horn power aimed at succeeding in its attack by setting itself to be as great as the prince of hosts, 
to bring low the sanctuary of the most of the prince of hosts to take away or usurping the ministry of the prince of hosts and casting the truth to the ground to propagate lies to propagate lies and he did this so craftily the, the sanctuary seems to be the central theme of play as we continue the book of Daniel. Remember the book of Daniel, we introduced it to be a book of judgment, a book of prophecy, and the devil, through this little horn power, sought to, um, you know, sought to destroy, sought to attack, sought to annihilate all that God stands for by distorting the sanctuary flow and the sanctuary system of God. And this is very significant because God said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. When we read Exodus chapter 25 verse 8, before we're going to be continuing this discussion tomorrow, but I want to end here by telling you that my friend, God desires to dwell in your life. He desires to dwell in my life. He wants to replicate the sanctuary system in your life as well as in mine. But the devil will not allow that to be. God has already said, your body, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we glorify him by what we eat, what we drink, whatever we do, we are to do it to the glory of God. But the devil would indeed not allow this to be so. Through different agencies, he will try to distort God's system of salvation in your life. The question is, how much would you allow him? Would you run to God for safety, to hide his word in your heart, to help you daily, to preserve you and purify you, to make you his own, that the devil would have no claim over your life? Or would you surrender and succumb to the temptations that easily beset us by dressing in the ways of the world, by eating the things of the world, by taking and looking at things that defile us, that desecrate God's temple, that, you know, takes away the works of the prince of the host upon our lives, knowing that we have been bought with a prize and no small prize, Jesus has died that you may be saved. Why not ask God to come back into your heart? For Jesus stands just at the very door. Why not ask him for deliverance? Why not ask him for for guidance to to preserve you from the evil one? That he will not corrupt you. For Just like David said, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Ask God to hide his word, his promises, his precepts to help you understand the precedents that have flowed through history, the leadings of God all throughout the history of his people, and the subtle nature of the devil. Pray for grace, my friend. Make every breath you draw each day to be a prayer, otherwise you can never be able to stand against the, the devil who stands in opposition to God. But praise God that at the end of the story we know that God wins. So regardless of all of the fierce opposition, the subtle maneuvering, God wins. And if you stay true to him, he will win in your life. Father in heaven, I pray that even as we continue this series, 
you would help us to dare to trust you, to dare to love you, to dare to serve you, to dare to surrender all of ourselves to you, that by surrendering, you will be made more manifest in our lives. You you give us, you give it more grace, Lord, as we try to serve you, not by power, nor by mind, but by the spirit of a living God, that in all that the devil, in all of his attacks, in all of his subtlety, you O oh Lord, who keep us from falling and present us faultless before the Father in heaven. And all the glory and honor will be yours. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. Be with us today and always. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and have a beautiful day.